Hello, everyone out there. Um, I know there's not too many people out there listening to my BS and all that. It's been a few months since I've last did a, uh, a podcast. Uh, last year, November, I do believe. A lot of things have happened just in the past two months uh, in the new year the 2022 has been hasn't been that great so um, So like close to New Year's, I got came down sick with COVID. Uh, my daughter got it, and then my wife got it. Me and my daughter were over it in like three, four days. Uh, my daughter is double vaccinated. I'm unvaccinated, and my my wife was uh, unvaccinated. Back in March of 2020, when it first COVID came out, we all got sick pretty pretty bad. We were down and out for like a month. We were fairly bad, uh, but we got better. So, you know, that was me saying, "Well, it's just a cold or like a flu or something like that." You know, you know, we got through it. You know, I'm overweight. My daughter. Um, had type 1 diabetes and, and my wife had a, a brain condition um, and she has a, like a mild COPD um, was, wasn't diagnosed um, like recently but you know when she was younger she was told she would have COPD um, so fast forwarded to you know beginning of 2022 I I can't 100% say, you know, it came from me, from work, or it came from me. Um, I know it didn't come from my wife because she didn't leave the house. I was scared of getting COVID because she had a brain condition and if she would have got it, she was afraid where she was going to die. Um, I, uh, I believe it was me that brought it home from a co-worker at work, but I can't 100% um, say it was. Not just say, I, you know, we got COVID. Um, about the time we were getting better, my wife, she started getting sick, and um, she's one of those stubborn ones that, you know, just like her uh, father didn't like going to the hospital. I mean, I don't like going to the hospital. I would if I have to. If I thought it was, you know, um, bad. Uh, with her, she waits till the last minute. You might hear my dog bark. Oh, there, yep, there it is. Excuse me on that. Um, anyways, uh, she came down with it and, uh, she didn't eat or drink for several days or very little what she had, very little sips and nibbles for like two, three days. And it was a Sunday night or Sunday. I told her, no, not Sunday. Saturday morning I told her um, that if by Monday morning she was not better I was going to take her to the hospital or call uh, and uh, paramedics come and of course she pissed at me and told me you know fuck off no I'm not going to do unless I want to and all that so 
I was gonna do it for the better of you know her well-being because I don't want to see her suffering or or anything and you know if she's not eating and drinking I don't want her starving or whatever she didn't want to tell me that she was short of breath or anything or I couldn't really tell I mean she was on her on on the floor I laid down there with her um, and she wouldn't leave the floor at all she would crawl I don't understand I don't understand why probably Sunday morning she probably said call him that was like 9 10 o'clock um, 9 or 10 o'clock uh, um, that was like 9 or 10 o'clock or Sunday morning and uh, she uh, um, finally yeah, she told me to go ahead and call him so I did which I was grateful anyways she got in there and uh, of course she you know COVID she uh, couldn't have visitors or anything so me and my daughter had to um, had to uh, um, had to basically sit at home and text her and all that kind of stuff FaceTime if she could uh, pretty quickly she was put on a, a BiPAP and all that kind of stuff and so she was apparently short of breath I didn't know that until then, or until a paramedic said, oh, "Yeah." So they even asked me on the phone. I called 911 um, if she was short of breath or whatever. I said, "No, I didn't. I didn't think so. I didn't know. So bad. I didn't know." And. She uh, was. She didn't want me to go to the hospital with her. I wouldn't have done any good anyways, cause I couldn't have stayed. But she didn't want me to go to the hospital, cause she was pissed off at me, cause you know I didn't care or anything, which I cared so much for her. Um. Yeah, she uh was put on Monday morning put on a ventilator pretty pretty quickly and sedated uh, my daughter got to talk to her like 3 o'clock in the morning for just a little, little bit of time before they took her off and put on a ventilator because I guess her oxygen was down pretty bad and, uh, that was the night that Bob Saget, or the day that Bob Saget passed away, so the last few texts were, um, were about Bob, Bob Saget, and then she said she was going to go to sleep or whatever. That was like 8, 9 o'clock at night. That was the last time we got to talk to her. And before that, she was pissed off still at me. She, uh, she didn't really hold on to grudges too long, or anger too long, but it was long enough for We got to talk on the phone for like a half hour she, before she had to be put on a BiPAP for oxygen. She wanted to separate, you know, which was kind of stupid at that time because I mean she was in the hospital I was at home so it was just, that was a separation but I packed bags and I don't know what I was fucking thinking but I was trying to make her happy that was the last time I got to talk to her on the phone it was when we were bickering at each other she was upset with me. 
I still hold that over my head, even though I tell people I don't, but I do. If I was brutally honest with people, what's going on in my brain they would think I'm a complete psycho this whole this is my wife say in my head I was not gonna be divorced and we were gonna live until you know we, you know Old of age. I had that. That was my goal in life was to, to do that. To spend as much time as I could with her. And then my goal is gone. Yeah, no more goal. There, you know, my daughter. She's 19. She doesn't. I mean, she needs me, but not like. You know, before she's becoming her own self, her own identity with life and all that. I mean, if I stayed around, enabler her of, you know, not truly, you know, because one thing my wife promised her, told my daughter to promise was to take care of me. I keep telling my daughter, don't. You don't have to take care of me. I don't want her to take care of me. Because if I get too bad, she's just going to completely stop of living her life and all that, and I don't want that for her. It's the only regret I wish my wife wouldn't have done was had her promise that because she will take that to her grave because I know her one thing I shouldn't have promised you probably think I you know, it was a good promise but in my head I promised and I promise, uh, I keep it dear to my heart. If I promise something, I'm going to 100% keep it to the best of my ability. So if I promise something, better believe it's going to be, uh, there's no time limit on, on it. But that weekend before... We had to pull the, or yeah, pull the ventilator out, and um, me and your daughter, you know, both have uh, mental issues of suicide. And there's a long time I didn't, I kept that in for so long. I, uh, I promised her I wouldn't do that. And she also promised me she wouldn't do that either, so. I can't, I can't do that myself now, so it has to come. Accident or, or, uh, had an accident or, uh, just old age so I'm kind of stuck now so badly want to run away and uh, leave everything behind and just you know whatever happens happens you know put it in God's hands but I have to have a place for my daughter to in college, she's she's uh, doing very well in college. I'm very proud of her. And I keep telling her, I'm proud of her and all that.
suicide uh, thought for uh, 40 now ever since I was like 12 13 told up until before my wife like nine years ago I only told a few people before that and they could not give two shits could not give two shits first wife my ex-wife now my first um She could not give two shits at all. She just did not give at all. Did not give a fuck. The second person was my mother. She didn't give a shit. Told my father. I told my stepdad, and he said he didn't care. Um, he just beat him. I told my mother, she, she, uh, said she didn't care. I told my father, he didn't really say much, didn't really anything at all. But. This was after my mother, there was a few years I didn't uh, tell you on it and all that. And then uh, my uh, uh, wife, not, or what you call her? I mean, she's deceased. She's still my wife. I, I don't know. It's so confusing. Next wife never really got divorced, so I I don't know. Anyways, I'm still trying to wrap my head around on that. I told her the first meeting we had because we talked a good month, you know, texting and talking on the phone and all that. But met first first place, then we met was at Denny's first date. We called it a meeting. Uh she uh, was telling me about her, her, you know, her life and problems and all that. I was like, okay. And so I was like 31, 32 years old, and she was the same age. And so I was like, well, if it doesn't work out, there's plenty, of, plenty of fish in the sea. She, uh, she told me her stuff. I'm like, oh, don't sound too bad, you know. Didn't judge her on any of that because, you know. So I told her about mine, and after I got done with all that, first thing out of her mind, or mouth, was, how are you doing? You know, is there, you know, is there anything that can help? didn't turn her back didn't just like run away like you know most you know people like oh person is psycho or this person's you know not mentally there I don't want any part of it no not her she uh took me as I was and I took her as her as she was very beginning we were totally opposite um but you know opposite to tract because my first marriage was, just, you know, per, the first person, or the, the like we had a lot of things in common, which can be became very boring. Um, and then, kind of with her too, with her uh, husband before, 
it was they had a lot of things to like and so it just became you know took for you know each other for granted and uh just i guess became boring with me i always there's always something you know i try to keep drama free but you know we had fun laughed and now i just feel empty <laughs> i have my daughter i have my dogs Now look over to my right. In bed. Go to sleep. It's empty. I just feel like I don't have a purpose anymore. And I struggle every morning, every day, every evening of not killing myself. The one thing I go to, and for the longest time before, there was a reason, if I got too bad, there was a reason that I would go to of saying, the purpose I'm here was this. Before the purpose for me to be here was for my my wife and my daughter. And it was mainly for my wife um, the last few years because my daughter, you know, she became, you know, an adult. Um, pretty much everything that, you know, we've... Taught her up to you know that point of time, uh, she would be she would be good by you know uh, to handle the world if anything happened to her parents. And that's one thing my my wife always you know just gotta get her till she's eighteen, at least you know seventeen, but you know eighteen just you know she kept saying I, she had a countdown for the last few months of how long until she's 18 and several times she told me that uh, after she turned 18 she's like okay I can die now or I can you know I can um, she's she's an adult in, in Missouri's eyes my my job of raising her is done So many things she did, she knew. She had a, a brain condition, it was a suicide uh, disease, uh, trinominal neuralgia. It's a, a most painful thing and a human can feel. Yeah, she had that. It was not fun every day but it kept it interesting times it was tiring she hardly slept so that means I hardly slept um a few people tell me why do I keep doing it why do I you know why don't you just leave I couldn't I loved her she was my soulmate I didn't care um what I had to go through I would do it again all over again. I would do it for. I would do it for the rest of my life if I had to. If she was just here. You know, I didn't know what love was until until I met her, and I knew a hundred percent from looking at her that she was the one sorry about that uh, god 
Yeah, she was my world. She was my, uh... She was my world. And now I don't have it. I don't have the world. I'm just lost. I just don't know what to do anymore. I uh, wake up every day bummed out that I didn't wake up in heaven or whatever. I kind of wish I'd catch coronavirus or another virus or something that takes me away, takes me out. A heart, died from a heart attack, you know. Just waiting on that, I guess. I don't know. I have a car out there. It's gonna get repossessed, and I don't give a shit. I, uh. I can't, I can't, I can't drive it. Uh. I haven't drove it in a month. I can't, I just, too much, too much, too much memories. Me and, me and her was in that car, or in the car a lot. So I, you know, I, I, I can't. Can't get in there. I, I so that's you know. Now I'm trying to go out to date. You know, I'm trying to date and all that, and you know, being 40 and trying to date again. It's not easy, and I don't know what I want. 100% of what I want. Um, someone to talk to. I mean, I love my daughter, but I can't have the conversations I have with, you know, someone I'm dating, whatever, to my daughter. You know, I, I can't, can't do that. Uh, it's hard, you know, I can't, so I don't have anyone else really to talk to. So I guess I'm just trying to find someone that, uh, um, I mean, just, you know, date, talk to, you know, just get to know. Who knows whatever happens, I don't know. I'm not going to put anything on it. Before I used to be, you know, so um, anxious about, you know, oh, he doesn't like me, or if I say the wrong thing. I don't care anymore. They don't want to talk to me, they don't want to talk to me. That one person says that, you know, you're a fat, ugly uh, person, I'm not interested. You know, the, the, I, I could have just they're pissed off and say, well, I ain't fat and ugly and all that. I mean, probably true. Maybe true. I don't know. I mean, people have their own thing. I didn't care. So I wrote back and said, well, thank you for your honesty. Or, or, or said, okay. Or someone said, I'm not interested. Okay. That's fine. I, hey, you know. You're not interested. You're not interested. I'm not gonna force you. At least, you know, at least tell me that. Hey, I'm not interested. Perfect. I don't have to worry about. You know, if you're not interested. I'm not gonna try anymore. But, you know, and the first thing I do is after we do a little short, you know, talking and all that. If uh, we like each other, you know, laugh and all that kind of stuff. I usually bring out. Hey, by the way. Yeah, my wife just passed away recently. I don't have my shit together, mentally. 
there will be days that I'm bad. There will be days that are okay, and there'll be days that are good. But if you hang on with me, you never know. You never know. I can't guarantee anything. I'll put the same effort as the uh, person, the other person is. They don't put in a lot of effort. I won't put in a lot of effort either. Simple as that. I should be really dead right now. I should even reach 20. 21. Shouldn't even graduate high school. I mean, had a gun to my head by my own hand more times than I want to count. I'm not uh, proud of it. Um, a lot of demons going on in, in my head, you know. Yeah, I should be. I shouldn't even be alive right now, but there's a, there's a purpose for me, and my purpose is not here yet. After the purpose is done, I, I probably won't be gone. But I don't know when that will be. thing that keeps me daily is that promise I made my daughter. And if I go that far of, of that, if I, if I go past that and start really to think about it more of how I'm going to uh, off myself, that's when I ask for help. I know I've gone too far past and I really is going to, you know, break that promise and I need to talk to someone. So if I get to that point of, you know, I'm okay with breaking that promise, then that's pretty bad. I need to call someone and all that. I haven't made there yet. And I'll tell you, tell you what, weed really, it really helps. Um, it, it's, a, it's so weird. It once I'm there, you know, I still have the feeling, you know, sometimes crying. All that it makes you focus on one thing. But when smoking, I never go down the path of I want to die or anything. That's not even on on the table anymore. That's not even part of my thought. Of my my part of my thought at that point in time. It's just um, memories of my life and the times and all that. So you, the other part of you know miss you know missing her or uh, um, going down to you know she she's. I know she's passed away. I know she's not here anymore, but it's not like I go down, you know, I want to, I want to be with her or I want to see her. All that is basically your memories. It's kind of weird. When I'm not stoned, I start going down of, of sorrow, of, you know, crying and um, going to, uh, you know, I want to be with her, and, uh, I want to see her, and all that, um, and on top of that,
time that I'm dealing with things that I haven't even thought of, haven't even, um, you know, things to take care of, haven't even started on any of that. Sorry about that. Um, her family had a weird kind of thing, and my family, I distanced myself from them because it wasn't a good um, whole situation of it, so it was it was a little bit of her family and a little bit of, of my family that made uh, our support system, the very little support system that we did have, um, a little bit better than nothing. Um, you know, I had, you know, my father, which was okay, had her father, um, her sister, um, not so much her other brothers, not so much her mother, or anyone else other than, like, her dad's side of the family, which, the ones that really gave me a chance, gave, you know, talked to me and all that. Her other family, um, her brothers, one of them hasn't even talked to me at all. Like, I haven't even done anything to, to him or anything. But he holds a, a grudge, he holds uh, uh, whatever. He didn't even... Um, I mean, I haven't talked to him. I didn't even think he looked at me. Um, her other brother maybe said a, a sentence or two for the whole nine years we were together and got a sporadic from the first time to we got married until um, her passing. So, you know, I'm not uh, too buddy-buddy with, 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 uh, with them. Except for my father-in-law, you know, love him. Uh, nieces and nephews, you know. Um, yeah, what can I say? You know, I still still love them and all that. They haven't, they they haven't done anything, you know, to me and all that. Uh, her mom, of course, never really um, liked me and. Um, always put me down, always, you know, whatever. Um, my family I had to disown just because, you know, they just were not good from a mental health standards for uh, things. So, I, you know, I, I told them that, you know, don't call, text me, and all that, which. It's kind of weird now that uh, past six, seven years, her mother hasn't really talked to me or really did too much. And here in the last month, you know, she checked on me a few times and asked how things were going and all that. And I said, oh, not too good, all this. And she wants to be there for me, but... You know, at the same time, is is you want to do this now, and you didn't really um, like my wife. You didn't really want to get to know her. You kept putting her down too, which hurt me because that was my soulmate, and you weren't going to do that to her. I'm sticking up for her, and I didn't like it. And after she passed away, you want to become buddy buddy now. I want to be kind of, you know, get back to, you know, all that. It was my choice of doing that, of separating my life to your life, 
but you, you thought it was her the whole time that did that. No, 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 it was me. I made the choice. And trying to be buddy-buddy with me now, where was that gap between? You know, before my wife passed away, why, why weren't you there? Why wouldn't you want to get to know me again or want to be part of my life again? You're part of your... Uh, um, part of your uh, um, granddaughter uh, life, you know? You messed her out her whole teenage, almost. I mean... You want to be buddy-buddy now? I'm sorry, I just, I'm not feeling it. Um, I, if anything, there's more anger. Uh, and then my father, on top of this, on the day of the funeral, he calls up and say, you know, do I want to come over for dinner? And I'm like, I want to have dinner after the funeral, after, you know, all that. And he was like, what? Uh, I, I, I sent you the time and date and uh, where it's at, you know, a, a week ago or less than a week ago. And you called me up and you're, uh, I mean, you basically say that you forgot. You, you, you forgot. And I, I could understand it was too hard for you to come, um, but you didn't, you didn't, you, you didn't say that. You forgot. And you want to text me later and say, I fucked up. You want me to hold your hand and say, yeah, it's, yeah, it's okay and all that. No. The whole, the whole, the whole time we were together, uh, you said that we embarrassed you because of our relationship. Because um, we were too happy. We lived off each other's energy. Is that a bad thing? We have fun. We live life to the to the fullest we can to every day. Of, one of our things that we did is we try to make every day funny and and laughable and you know if we got down too too hard you know we you know try to make it easier you know laughing is definitely the best medicine to get out of a slump uh, or out of you know you know if you make someone laugh and they're having a bad day they forget what they were having a bad day on and they're it just distracts them from what's going on and have a little bit of a laugh and be funny. That's what we always tried to do. I guess it, it didn't, he didn't like that or whatever. Um, the only time he really popped his head around is when he was wanting something done to his house or he needed help with something. After <coughs> After it was done, you wouldn't hear from him again. Until my wife, with a suicide condition, to go back to work and try to deal with the pain all day long, when she's just still trying to get a hold of the medicine, strong medicine she was on. And you tell her she needs to go back to work. And until... The really the only daughter that I have that actually around that actually has the last name of of our family that she's not blood. Are you fucking serious? And then the whole blatant time of her texting you had a problem you she'd text you and you wouldn't respond back anything you would not respond you wouldn't text or call or nothing back and after the second or third time I asked you why 
or I asked him why, didn't you text her back, is I don't know how to respond to that. So you're just not going to text back? You're just going to just be that piece of shit that doesn't do anything. Doesn't just will not respond back. And the whole time our marriage, there were things you didn't like about it, all that. Okay, there's a lot of things, but the disrespect that you did to my wife and I put up and I tried to call you on it so many times and you just did not give two fucks and you forgot my wife's funeral deliberate deliberate of disrespect that you had for my wife shows right there Okay, you can do that to me. That's one thing. Because I will just cut you out of my life. I will... You won't be a blimp into my thinking from my day-to-day life for the rest of my life. But you do it to my daughter that she lost her mom and you haven't even said a fucking word to her? A text, a call, not a fucking thing. I can't even imagine what she's going through. Lost her mother. And the only family she has is the people over there that didn't like your mom. But you're still over there. I. And by the way, I don't have a filter as much now than I did before. My wife always um, kind of kept me in. I can't say check, but definitely kept me from. Um, how she, she always said unprofessionalism. Uh, one thing she always, always told me, she said, oh, you need to be more professional. There's times and places for professionalism. There's times I'm not. I always had to be that way with her. Now, I just don't give two shits. The consequences of, of my life going on, I don't care. I don't even know what I'm going to even call this. I don't even know if I'm even going to publish this. 40, almost 50 minutes of of talking about about this. If you truly want to know what I am thinking, how I'm feeling, all that, this recording right now, is 100%, 100% from my mind, true. I didn't hold anything back. And that's how I'm going to be from here on. So, um... I don't know if I'll be able to share. I'll have a YouTube uh, video uh, of my journey across the U.S. I'm going to be transporting dogs and cats, all that. That's going to be my way of finding who I am, I guess. 
van life, I guess, as you can say. I'm getting a van and turn into like a little camper van, and I'm gonna be traveling, you know, not like gone for years, so I'll, you know, probably a maximum of like a month before I come home or whatever. On the road, I. But I'll, I'll put my YouTube and all that. I'm sure I'll probably do another podcast. But. If you made it this far, I praise you. Almost an hour listening to my thoughts and feelings. I don't think anyone will listen to it this far, but. Um, if you do, I, I applaud you. Um, I just had to get it out because I had no one to talk to that I could really talk to. My daughter, she has her own problems, so you know, this is recording, putting out there. Only 36 people have listened to my podcast from the time I started in August to now. Six months, seven, eight months. So not that many people. I don't think there's gonna to be too long or too many people listening, but who knows? Whatever. So um not really a patriot talk today, but um I felt this was more important to uh for you to get to know uh as you you know heard me from before to now. Um who I am so from uh, I guess I guess that's about it Um, hold the line and uh, um, hope you have uh, um, I have my Dixon said hope you have a good um time good life um thank you and uh enjoy the rest of your life until the my next podcast thank you for listening goodbye